yo, yo, yo. Guess who's back on the ones and twos again? It's your lovable host, M Dollars, and Can I'm you here. Get a better introduction of oh yeah. Alright, I'm gonna work on that. <laughs> I'm gonna work on Maybe like I go every- maybe I go, yeah boy. No. No. <laughs> you need to <laughs> You need to come up. Oh, okay. Let me not. I'm being bossy. I'm yeah, being yeah. Bossy. Fall back. Get off of my shoulders. Get yeah. off my shoulders. Welcome, welcome to a fresh new episode of Podcasting with Bay. I'm your lovable host. M- we. I am your lovable host, we. M Dollars, and I'm here with my lovely co-host. You still don't get it, Miss. You still don't get Miss it, Miss. and great. We are here together. Your we as a pod are here giving you. Again, you're trying to take over my podcast. Stop it! <laughs> no, and it's we're not your here podcast. with my lovely, my lovely co-host, Miss Whitson Gritz. Um, guys, it's been a fun week. Well, not really fun. No, it, it has not. It has been, been a fun, fun week. week. Um, but we're here and we're ready to pod. Uh, we got a few quick topics. We have a. Lo- I think we have a great main topic for today, and I'm lo- I'm, I'm looking forward to talking into it because I got a lot to say. I always got a lot to say, and I ain't, I ain't filtered this week, baby. I ain't filtered this week. Your boy's here to pod. Yeah. Cut the shit. All right. Cut the shit. So let's get into it. <laughs> we had a battle of the M- New York's uh, top MCs. Well, not top MCs, but uh, you know, one of some of our legends. We got. Fat Jizzle, a.k.a. Fat Joe. <laughs> now that I said that, that sounded horrible. That fat sounded, Jizzle? Fat Jizzle. I was supposed to be Fat Joe, yeah. but I said Fat Jizzle. Yeah, you always put a jizzle after everybody. Because I'm a jizzling kind of nigga. You're not a nigga. You're a Negro. Okay. Anyways, Ja Rule and Fat Joe had their verses. Um, that was a lot of fun. I was not. So, I liked it. Mm-hmm. But I didn't like it at the same time. I don't. Can you do that? Is that is that a thing you can do? Like and not like all at the same time? Why? Because you. Why didn't you like it? So I liked it based on the fact that Ja Rule was playing all of his, his oh, classic ja shit that was I bringing it back. Yeah, and like, I know and I know all his shit. So yeah. I was just like, I remember that. I remember yeah. what I was doing. But then when Joe was playing his shit, mm-hmm. some of his stuff I know. But then some of his stuff I was like, What, what the, the fuck? fuck? Like but that's because- you heard me saying like, Yo, I don't remember this song. Yeah, and then you you over here like, but I remember it. I know yeah. that song, and I'm like, how you know it? But but that's because he has a he's still putting out. He's hits. still putting out hits, and unfortunately, I don't really listen to uh, music like that anymore. So um, I wasn't able to relate. I think just based on watching it and every and the energy, I think Ja Rule won. He was trying to recreate that 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 feeling that the Locks had when they did their verses. Um, mm-hmm. They shit was full of energy. You know, it was live. It was, you, you felt that New York vibe, and he was trying to give it back. You know, Jai's from Southside Queens, same as Fifty, so he definitely was. You know, he was out here uh, giving a lot of energy. So shout out to Jai for that. Yeah, definitely appreciate that. Um, and then he was bringing people on the stage. Yeah, they had the guest. Yo, he was sh- having oh, guests. Dude, guest he had people. a Shanti out there. <laughs> Woo! I and call then, him Miss Thick Dies, boy. Shanti's bad. I don't mind the sideburns and all. I, I, I tear it down. She don't have the sideburns no, no more. more. You, Even keep when bring, she, you keep bringing her back up with the sideburns. Because that's, that's what she was known that's for at one point. you be dated. You're being very dated No, right I'm now. showing you that I'm, I, I was around for the sideburns. Everybody knew Thick Ashanti sideburns, but everybody was still trying. That's when Nelly took her down. Mm-hmm. Speaking and, about Nelly, he's and still I heard, try, he's yeah, still I heard. Yo, shout out to Nelly, boy. <laughs> he's, still, he's still trying to take her down. He, and, he tried to, yeah. He, th- the, he threw out a holler at her. Yeah, well, he didn't say it, but the 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 word on the street was how she was, how he was acting. He's trying to take he's her trying down. To, oh well, so I yeah. read something where he said that he literally. Oh, he said try to try to holler back at her, and she gave him the shoulder like, mm, my man, I, I haven't talked to you since. We well, broke up. Yeah, which was what, like oh nine or yeah. some shit like that. So, now, and then and plus she has a boyfriend. She moved on. Oh, she does have a boyfriend. Yeah, she's with someone, and she was like, "Sorry, Ja, I'm with someone." Oh my god, sorry, Ja. You know her. Little you know what? Let me ask voice. you a question. What? So, how long is it before uh, X? So, say if you wanted to, you know, um, say you you and somebody broke up. Mm-hmm. Is it appropriate to stay friends with that person? Um, Can you then have your ex as just a platonic friend? Like, is that possible? It depends. It depends on your relationship if they approve of that, like your partner. 
So like uh, for us, right, guys, we talk about our exes all the time, right, babe? Yeah, we, well, well, yeah, I don't have a problem discussing yeah. them. But now my question to you is this. All right, so say you met me, mm-hmm. right? No, 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 like put us in the situation now. Not no, 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 because no. this, this is not what's happening. So I'm saying, suppose when you met me. How you me, know it's not happening? Mm-hmm. You don't even know what I'm about to say. <laughs> Look at you. So suppose when you met me, I told you, yeah, you know, um, I'm single, mm-hmm. but I'm really close with my ex. Like, you know, we broke up, but she's still really close. She still comes over and hangs out, whatever, and we kick it. And we still, you know, we're oh, really. Oh, wait. So you're. See, there's two differences. Okay, go ahead. So remember, I was told you in the beginning when we first started talking, I was still close to my ex's daughter. Remember? Okay. She was like, what, at the time? Five, six? Because I was basically a, like a stepmom, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and you was like, okay, cool. I was like, I still would be in contact with her. I still t- checked on her. Yeah. And then eventually that faded out. Like, I stopped. Like, well, well, see, I didn't have a problem with that because you're here and they're down in the, in the south, south somewhere. So, it's, yeah. But my thing was, if I came to you and I told you that, yeah, you know, my ex is in New York, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, So, you're going to date me, but just understand that me and her are close. That's like one of my best friends now. And so, you know, you might come home and she might be in the house with me chilling, watching TV or some shit. How would you feel about that? Oh, no, that can't happen. No. (laughs) No, absolutely not. Like, are you crazy? So that's definitely a no. So then, so basically then exes can't be friends. Exes can be friends. Hmm. Excuse me. Exes can be friends to a certain extent. Like, so you can be, you can be an ex friend as long as the, uh, the partner knows about the person. Okay, and but like then you know about out. yeah. So, but like, like you remember, I had the situation. We okay. had a situation. Yeah, there was a situation. Yeah, uh, we so know about from someone else. Yeah. From someone else, and they were like, "No, you can't. You can't do that. Like, you can't. You can't talk. Continue to talk because I have not met that person, and that's how I. No, feel. no. But what my thing was okay. So maybe I'm maybe I'm not saying it properly. I tell you before we start dating, like, hey, I'm still cool with my ex, Mm -hmm. right? You're still cool with my ex. I'm still Mm -hmm. cool with my ex. She still, we still hang out together. We're we're really close. We're just not on that level anymore. You're just not on that level. We're friends. You're friends. Can you, as who you are, accept that and say, oh, that's cool. You know, me and you, we could date. Or would you be like, uh, yeah, no, I would just, like I said, I would tell, I would tell you, I need to meet her. Oh, you need so, to meet her. Oh, so you need to see her. Just. I need to see her. I because women can get. I catch vibes off of people. Oh, now. is that so? It? I can tell when a woman is doing too much and when a woman is truly a friend. Oh, because like for instance, oh prime example, we never dated, but Bryce's godfather. Remember in the beginning, I said, "Hey, I'm very close with him. I'm cool." But I, I think a lot of the things is like you're cool with the guys that I was friends with because they're not here. They're not in New York. Yeah, I didn't really give a shit. Yeah. But if they were in New York, would it be a problem? Oh, yeah. I'll shut that whole shit. Be like, no. That, oh. Definitely not. So that, I, so you don't think no, that? No. Why? How I, come, because how come? that's just a backdoor for some easy dick or some quick pussy or whatever it is. It's a backdoor. Because as long as you're friends, emotions will always still linger there. Or whether it be under the surface, it's always still there. And it don't take much. But it don't take much for me to me and you to get into a, a fall off, and then mm-hmm. you go running crying on the first shoulder, which would be this nigga, and the first shoulder crying is always the first dick to ride on. Okay, so you you you're not friends with your exes, no, because it's just because of that. Reason. No, I'm, because I don't really stay close to exes. Once I, we're done, we're done. I don't I don't really have no reason to talk to you after that. Hmm. I just don't see the reason why I should. I need to keep talking to you after that. I'm like, fuck it. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. But you do have some uh, girlfriends, just like I have guy yes. friends. Yeah, but none of them are my exes, so therefore that's. What, but we're specifically speaking on exes. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm telling you. So that's why I asked the question. You're saying you don't have a problem as long as you meet the person first. As long as I meet them first, I get the vibes of them, and then. I don't know. Okay, I'm saying I, I, as long as I meet them. I don't know. I, I. You seem you seem so totally just confused on this. Like you're not sure what what to say. Yeah, I'm not sure because I'm saying that. Yeah, cool. We can meet, and then if I was in that situation, I don't think we could. 
No, so basically, so you're like me then? No, it's you're saying not really. It's, it's not a thing. You yeah, because you just don't know what somebody. T- it tends to end because of one person's not happy. Right? It's not. It's very rare that both people end. Like exactly. It's, it's one, one person, one ends it, and the other person yeah, is still, still in there. In there, and so still depending has on who. So that's what I said. Yeah. There's still feelings lingering there. So, uh, comes back to my philosophy. Yeah. A shoulder to cry on is a dick to ride on. Well, and so vice versa. Could, so, do you think? Would you say you can always have love for someone? Well, yeah, you, but not be I in love alway- with them because you know their exes. Because it, I can always no no. I say I can always care about you, mm-hmm. but I just don't care about you. That's a fucking bar. No, that's not. I I can care about you, but not care about you. Exactly, and no. that's a that's a possible that's possible. No, that's not. I can care about the- you, but okay, I care about you. Mm-hmm. So if if somebody was to come say, "Oh my God, X Y Z got hit by a car," yeah, oh shit. Damn. Yeah. So that's fucked up. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm not gonna come to the hospital to come see you. Mm. So I can care about you while I'm not caring about, about you. you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bars. You, I'm gonna put that on a fucking t-shirt. So would you, I should put that on a t-shirt. Well, yeah, yeah. Put that on a t-shirt. Yeah, put that on a t-shirt. I like that. Um, interesting. But yeah. Now, my other question for you now: Suppose what? one. Suppose you needed a kidney transplant, and your ex was like, um, "You could only get it from your ex." Would you do it? Mm-hmm. You need a kidney transplant. Mm-hmm. And the only person who's somehow compatible is yes. your ex. Yes. Would you take it? Yes. Now, <laughs> now <laughs> under the understanding that. <laughs> yes, I need that kidney. I need to survive. Now, would you get back with him now once he does that for you? Absolutely not. What? You're doing right, would a you good. Give, would you give him some cheeks? No. Yeah, I just he just gave you a goddamn kidney. He's, do, he's doing a good fucking deed. Yes, he's keeping me alive for my kids. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. Damn, I need to have that wow button over here. Wow. He's keeping me alive for my kids. Suppose he said the only way you can get it is if you give us some cheeks at least uh, once a week, twi- see- twice a month. Twice a month. Twice. What? What's for six up with months. you in this? Twice cheek? a month for six months. No, I'm not doing that. So you wouldn't take the kidney. No, because I'm married. No, fool. Oh, my God. We're not talking about you right now. I'm talking about single Whitney out here. She, her, oh, you didn't say that. You didn't trans- say that. Oh, you think, no. See, Sing- I'm thinking I'm married. You no. have to give me the scenario. Single Whitney's out here, needs a kidney. Her ex is yes, like, oh, yes, I got I, a kidney. I'm, I'm busting the cheeks You're busting open the cheeks all the time. <laughs> what about you? Who, me? Um, I don't know. I got to think about it, bro. I might have to make some amendments to that con- that contract. <laughs> if, am, am I giving the ki- if I'm giving the kidney? No, you're getting the kidney. Oh, I'm fool. getting the kidney. That, yeah, that's the I, scenario. I, the only I, difference take, is you're the, it's your it's a female, yeah, not I, a male. Um, I don't know. If she got fat. I might not want to do that. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Wait, wrong button. <laughs> wrong button. All right. No, no. I'll do. I'll, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. Well, anyways, reason why I say this. Um, not to really say that, but. On the topic of kidneys, uh, rapper Scarface mm-hmm. recently he's been suffering from dialysis. Yes, he's been getting he, dialysis because he has really bad kidneys. Yep. And so, come to find out, his son, yeah, his living son, was able to give him and a kidney because mm-hmm. um, they're compatible. And uh, rumor, I'm not quite sure. We didn't do a follow up on this, but um, he got the kidney problems from COVID. Yeah. It caused really, really bad, bad damage. damage. And again, another fucking COVID thing that I wasn't even aware of that it could affect your kidneys, but yeah. apparently it does. He suffered from it. His son gave him a kidney to help him live. And, you know, they're saying he's doing much better now. But, you know, you got to wait because you got to see if that should actually take. So yeah. um, shout out to him. That was a feel good story. Yeah, feel good. Well, speaking of uh, COVID, I finally got my first shot. Oh, yes, you did. Round of applause. No anti-vax over here. Yeah. yeah. You finally a believer. Uh, I'm finally a believer. Please, guys, go out there and get that shot, please. Yes. Like, it's serious. People... Who, just like I talked to with the the person in that gave me the shot, uh-huh. everyone who's because she's in the hospital working as well. Yeah, people who aren't surviving and like people who are not vaccinated. Vaccinated. Um. So the vaccine helps. You it helps fight you. The disease. You're still and everyone's gonna catch COVID eventually. Yeah, sometimes it's like the damn yeah. common cold. It's like a cold, but it's literally the difference of life and death. death. So we'll please get, get the shot. Um. 
I was fucked up. And Marcel, I think you took it as a joke. All right. Tell them how you were messed up. Go ahead. Tell them how you were messed up. Because this is, guys, tell them how you were messed up. Go no, ahead. go ahead and say Th- I'm This extreme. is the first shot she got from <laughs> Pfizer. And this young lady, old sweet mother of Mary. I was dying. She came in this house. She's like, oh, God, my arm is falling no, off no, my no, shoulder. No, no, no. no, not the first day. It took a while. Remember, I was still yeah, moving so around and doing shit. I like, told I, her, I said, listen, when because I never got the Pfizer. I got the Johnson & Johnson one yeah, shot, yeah. and I got all the um, the symptoms uh, within 24, 48 hours, and then I was over it, right? She's getting Pfizer, so um, I think the first shot you get, and then you got to go back two weeks or 20 days, whatever it is, for the second shot. Three weeks. So now, if anybody who got the shot, you, you know... Wherever they shoot you at, your arm is numb for at least a good... You feel that for a good 24 hours, right? Mm-hmm. I, I warn her. I say, yo, when you get your shot, you're going to feel really sore right there. But don't worry about it. It's going to go away. Yo. <laughs> yo. And you said, wait, you also said you should take it easy. I said, yeah. I said, listen, time, you know, you should probably take off the day after. And when you get the second shot, you should probably take the day after as well. This girl goes, takes a shot. She's working. She gets up, goes to work the next day, comes back in, and she's just looking at me like, baby, oh, God, I'm in so much pain. I'm like, what's wrong? What's wrong? What, what hurts? She's like, my shoulder hurts. And I'm like, what? Yo, I was messed up. My arm started hurting with it. So I just kept putting my head 24 hours, 24 hours, 24 hours. And even when the lady shot me up, I was like, girl, you need to shoot me up more. I didn't feel nothing. Talking that shit, And then boy. within the 15 minutes and in the wait, like, I started getting dizzy. I was like, like, oh shit like <laughs> in my head i'm like please don't take me out and then we're talking about you know things in place i got paid that hundred dollars yes uh new yorkers um, go get it i got get that i got uh instant hundred dollars but anyway gift card um yeah you can e gift card e gift card e gift card i yes. use it for the bus all right but anyway cool. so the lady's talking about symptoms and stuff and then she had the nerve she thought i was like feeding off of you know how some people feed into anti-vax shit no whatever's happened like if someone says oh yeah so the the symptoms are you're gonna feel dizzy you're gonna be oh. weak so then within 10 minutes i was fucking dizzy i was like yeah i'm feeling dizzy she's like yes yeah. so, like she was basically trying to hint like I'm oh it's all in your head it's in my head and okay. i'm like sis was it I, all in your head no that's because i was feeling dizzy i was feeling please guys make sure you drink water i didn't drink water that day and i went in and got the and i had it eaten so that was that's, that's probably and it was hot. Well, so, so I was yeah. just like, oh god. I, so anyway, make the long story short. Within twenty four hours, my arm started hurting. I was in pain for three fucking days. That shit hit me. That shit was and real, and was, I didn't even get the second one. So I'm fucking not scared. even yet, right? And I'm scared. I'm I ain't gonna lie. You, like I was laughing at her. You know why? Because I'm <laughs> like, yo, he's over here, guys, punching me in my arm where I got the shot. Right, I'm I did it him, once because I, I didn't, I didn't realize hurts. that was the arm. I thought it was the other arm, so I was just playfully tapping. Her. She's like, oh, what are you doing? Oh God, my arm! And I'm just like, yo, it's gonna stop. Like, oh, so please. I got it. I know the feeling of what that is, but. She, I'm just like yo, you're you ODing right now. There's well, I, no need the way you acting right now to act the way. You, I said you just want to act be babied. That's no, it. I told you all the time. I have an autoimmune disease. Like I have to. Like it's going to take my body a little different. Take take to my body a little different. And that shit hit me for like three or four days. I was fucking. And then the second day, within the 24 hours, guys, yo, I was so fatigued. Remember? Yeah, that's like, one of the symptoms. Oh yeah. god, I can't keep up. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she would get come in the house and literally pass out on the couch, and I would just be like, "Well, another night with the soap." <laughs> stop it! Stop it. <laughs> Get your buttons together over I there. I know I'm hitting the wrong button, but anyways, yeah. So uh, you got the vaccine. When do you go back for the second one? October fifth. So October fifth, I'm actually going to take three days off just so I can babysit her because I already know it's, well, she's gonna. It's gonna be rough, and I need to be home. Well, we're going. We're going vacation soon after that. I know, but that's why I need to babysit you through those two days because if I don't, you really, am I gonna be that fucked up? That's when you're going to feel the symptoms. You're going to get the body aches and the, the, oh, the really? chills and all of that stuff. It lasts for like 24 hours. It's like an overnight thing. But you're going to okay. still feel lethargic throughout the, the next day afterwards. So that's why I'm saying I probably need to be home to help you. But this is the things I do for her. You see what I'm saying? Oh, please. But anyways, taking the vaccine, please. guys. Oh, please, take please. It. shut it down. Because you see what they're doing slowly but surely. Everything you need a vaccine for. Without a vaccine, you can't do it. So that's definitely that. Mm-hmm. All right. So, and with all that said, 
Mm-hmm. Um, let's jump into our main topic here. Okay. What is it? Why successful women mm-hmm. fail at dating. Okay. Now, when I say successful women, I'm talking about women who are in the corporate space, who are very, um, who are very motivated and are just like focused on their careers. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, listen, I want to get to the top by any means necessary. And, you know, the, the stigma is any that. Any means? Yeah, any means necessary. Like busting the cheeks open? If you got to bust some cheeks, you bust some cheeks. You know, get, actually clap them cheeks. So anyway, <laughs> I'm going to roll today. Hey, you, <laughs> you need to get it together. So, so, the, the, so I think we were having a very uh, riveting discussion at work. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it was basically, listen, as women and men go up the social corporate ladder, right? Yeah. The dating uh, choices kind of split off left and right. Mm-hmm. Men, on one hand, their dating pool explodes. Why? They got the money, they got the power, mm-hmm. they got the, the fancy suits and all this stuff, and suddenly they got their choice picks of all of the, the fines women's out mm-hmm. there. Meanwhile, the female version of that now, of them, their their pickings kind of get slim. Like, yeah. they don't really have a lot to go for. And so I want to really look at, I, I looked into that. You know, I want to look into that and see why is that? Well, when you say let the audience know that you we did research on this. Yes. Yeah, like so this is not stuff, into- guys, we're just letting you know that this is not stuff that we're just making pulling up. out our ass. Yeah. It's actually real uh, statistics. Right. Yes. So um, one of the things that a lot of people what they, a lot of people are saying is that the career woman, they want to date women. They want to date well. Shit, yeah. nowadays they date women too, right? Yep. But they don't want to date less accomplished men than themselves, mm-hmm. right? And so that limits their pickings, right? Because uh, out of a hundred men, maybe fifteen are close to or near or above their level, where mm. everyone else is down mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. So, my thing is, the better she does in life, mm-hmm. the fewer eligible men she'll have. Mm-hmm. Um. Now, is that a good, is that a good uh, lifestyle goal to have? Lifestyle choice to have? You know, you want to, because a man, they're saying, doesn't really care about whether or not the woman is above or below him. Actually, he'd rather go for the woman that's below him mm-hmm. than go for the woman that's above, above him. him. Mm-hmm. And the reason being, they're saying that women are show more or less marked tendencies towards prefer men who are better than they are they, they even though they crave i guess that power mm-hmm. so my thing is why why as a woman mm-hmm. you're a career woman mm-hmm. uh before i met you mm-hmm. right you were dating you used to date somewhat a little bit yeah a little, a little bit. bit yeah okay what was what were some of the things that were that used to bother you in the dating pool of men that you were seeing. You're right. I finally, um, my career wasn't as big as it is now. Um, but I definitely Look at wanted, that subtle shot. <laughs> um, I wanted someone who um, was better than me. Like, I wanted, he needed to make good money. Better or more money than More you. money. And why? Yeah. Because I know, I don't know. That's just what I've always dealt with people who weren't making. I I I always was taking care of someone. So you were always the provider in your previous relationships. Yeah, I do. I they start off tricking me like they're not the provider, and like, then like they are the provider, like they are the provider, uh-huh. and then I become the provider. Oh, and so I fuck did I go wrong? God damn it! (laughs) And so now I don't. At that time, like when I was, so all right. So then, as you, as you're busy trying to you know push your uh, stylist business, yeah. And it's funny now that you said that. Every time when I would talk to someone, because I would, at you know. I'm talking to people. I'm meeting people through social, uh, through Tinder, the dating, and the apps, dating and stuff, apps. Yeah, I would literally ask, "So, what you do for a living?" Like they, like you ask their name and stuff, and so then they tell me what they do for a living. And I dated a plumber. I dated an engineer. So I already knew they make good money. 
Oh, so, but how was that experience? Dating someone as, say, a plumber. Now, and the reason why I'm asking is that because when I met you, Mm -hmm. you were busy. Yeah. I mean, you were extremely busy. Like, you were just go, 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 work, 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 work. And I used to say, she has no time for a relationship. Mm -hmm. And and it's funny that you said that. I, I remember having that conversation. I remember you having that conversation with me. I was um, on the bus, like, ready to catch the bus. And I remember sitting at the bus stop after we got the phone, like, thinking, like, shit, this is serious. Like, either I need to cut back on work or I need to, or I'm going to lose this guy. And I really like him. And he seems like a good guy. Um, She was victimized. But, um, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. All right. So, okay. So then. I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying I'm trying to goad you somewhere here. Mm-hmm. All right, so you were attracted. You're, you 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 wanted someone who was making more than you. Mm-hmm. Is it for stability, or is it for the fact that you no longer wanted to feel like you had to take care of them? Someone yeah. could take care of you. No, I just want someone that who can take care of themselves. Yeah, without you having to shell out money. Right. So it was basically an even playing field. Yes. Right. Fifty fifty. Fifty fifty. Now, where you, did uh. Gentlemen who were maybe not on your level, did they try to holler at you? Oh, I don't know. I'm ve- I was very picky. Very picky. So anybody who, so you, you never really, really like had conversations, and it was just you was just like, oh, you know what? Mm. Yeah, I, I'm getting a vibe that you broke, son. I don't, I don't think I could fuck with you on this. No, because like when I would talk to, I only talked to maybe three or four people. Like mm. I was talking, but you can just tell when someone is just fishing just to hook just to up. Fish? Okay, gotcha. Um, and we would talk. We wouldn't. I really. Uh, I'll give out my number to certain people. Like, hey, if I felt like, but I barely gave out my number. So, yeah, I didn't do a lot. I no? didn't do a lot, and now, I didn't have to fish around a lot. Now, have you ever had someone say maybe um, tell you that you work too much, and that's why they couldn't be with you? They, they couldn't talk to you, no? no? Because that's one of the things they say. The that only person that told me was, was me. you. I hit you with that reality And now I button. do. So it's funny. In college, I was dating a, a, a little youngster. And um, I told myself, because he was, he, he was on the football team. I was already, like, I think a junior. He was, like, a freshman. Anyway, um, and I remember he would want to come over and spend time. And even then, I was a workaholic in college. Uh-huh. And, um... I remember, like, um, he wanted to spend time on the weekends and stuff, and I was like, "Boy, you don't pay my phone bill. You don't pay. You don't pay for nothing that that I need. I got to work in order for me to do what I want to do. I uh-huh. need to do hair." And so he, I just remember him saying, "Like, you never make time." Ah, and you know, this is I don't know how this relationship is gonna work, and you never make time. And so he you- was an athlete. So you and he did, was telling so you me, did yeah. get that, it's, but it was early on. It was early, and I was like, this nigga got me. Well, the shit ain't changing. And so then later on, you know, we eventually didn't work out. I don't know where he, you know, is or lost contact but, yeah. and stuff, and I felt bad. And, that, and that's when I said, like. In retrospect, looking back. Mm-hmm. Mm. It took a few years, and I was just like, damn, I'm going to really uh, start putting in time, Right. At least try to put in time. Yeah. And then I was doing good for other people with other people before I got you. And then once I moved to New York. Back back into the grind. Because that's what New York is. New York is yeah. a grind city. A you got to grind to make it in here. Mm-hmm. So that leads me to my next topic where they say female success is not as attractive as some women think. Mm-hmm. Men, some men are not attracted to that because they believe that a female success is the antithesis of what they believe a woman is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Which is a uh, submissive, a nurturing person, you know. So, if I meet you and you're telling me that, oh my God, and this is hyperbole example here, mm-hmm. I'm the CEO of such and such a company, automatically I might feel intimidated, like, oh, mm-hmm. what the? F-? Now I might like you. Yeah. You might like the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. For you, you don't really care what I'm doing because you're already at the pinnacle. Well, can I ask you a question? Shoot. Um, because you knew I was a hairstylist. Did you think that I made as much as money as I made, or did I did did I? Let's ask you because you didn't give your yeah incentive on the last few questions. Do you feel like I was um, 
gonna be more dominant than you or like you um like what's so, your opinion okay. on it so when I spoke to you and you told me you were a hairstylist, I wasn't aware of just what that in, what that entails in terms mm-hmm. of work. When when you said it, I just pictured you, uh, funny enough, <laughs> nine to five, going inside the salon working, and then you know six o'clock you're done for the day. You come home mm-hmm. and, you, and then you bitch and complain about oh these motherfuckers got me fucked up, oh smelly ass, or whatever, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's what I was picturing. I didn't picture the the kind of I guess the worth ethic that you had for this stuff. So, um, so in retrospect for me, like, I think I had just gotten this job. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I didn't, I wasn't even cocky enough yet to really talk shit to you because I didn't know what this job wasn't, was going to turn me into or Mm -hmm. bring me. So for me, I felt it was more like, all right, okay. She's a hairstylist. Now did I think hair was a actual career. No, Mm-hmm. I really didn't think hair was a career. Mm-hmm. I just I figured it was like a layover until you find whatever your yeah, calling well, was. Yeah. I didn't think this is the actual career career field. So I was just like, okay. I mean, I, I guess I could work with that. It's cool, you know what I mean. And then we just see where she goes from there. Hopefully, she has. Wait, a- so sorry to interrupt again. Were you surprised that I told you I have an old degree? It, when, when we found out, yes, I was shocked. <laughs> I was like, I was like, wait, you went to college? <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit!" So, and then my, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, why are you doing that? And then you know, you told me like, "Oh, this is my passion." This is whatever, whatever. I said, "Okay, that's cool, but what the fuck are you doing? Degree, my nigga? Like, what yeah, are you but doing my degree that? is business management, and yeah. it does help me. It has taught me a lot in my business. Seriously, yes. Yeah, at, so at the time when I got it, I was like, this "I'm is- not even gonna lie. I, I, I was part of these traits where I literally." I wanted someone who was submissive. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted a nurturing, caring person. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I, that's what somewhat attracted me to you because I saw glimpses of that in you. I was like, oh, 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 she could nurture. Oh, she could cook. Mm-hmm. But, you know, so, um, so you, plus you weren't at this level yet. Yeah. Where you're at now. Now, maybe if I met you now, I might have been a little more like, oh, Intimidated. I, I can't fuck with you. Yeah. You don't have time. Yeah. So you know. So, but so now that I'm at the level that I'm at, we're, we're already I, we're already in too deep to this. There's no getting out of this. So. I know, I know. There's no getting out of it. But how does it make you feel as a man? Um. So it's it's taken a lot to get used to. Mm-hmm. And so, guys, where we both work, right? But Whitney works r- really hard, and now with two kids, it's it's very hard for me to acclimate to. Being the stay-at-home parent while she's out doing like weddings and stuff like that, it's very—it's not something that I'm used to. I'm not in—I don't have a problem doing it now. But in, when it, when we first started this process of saying, "Hey, you you could work on Fridays and Saturdays, and I'll stay home with the kids," it started to bug me because if I'm not working overtime, I'm not bringing in you know money, good mm-hmm. enough money, and so I started to feel like I was my manhood was being challenged. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I was like, yo, what? No, nah, I don't like this. I don't like this a lot. No, I got to work mm-hmm. because a guy is always told that, hey, your responsibility, your household is to provide. Right. Mm-hmm. If the woman is providing, that's a role reversal that we're not really brought up on or taught. Yeah. You know, we're always taught guy provides, woman nurtures, cares for the kids, looks after the household, what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, hell, if the woman wants to run the bills, that's fine. But I'm still bringing in the money. Yeah. So it, but it took you some while to let you. It's run still the taking bill. me time because so I'm still not comfortable with it. Yeah. 110. I'm still not comfortable with it. Sometimes mm-hmm. it irks me sometimes, and it, it it gets under my skin, and that's when you see me get become irritable because I'm thinking about it too much. Yeah. But I don't want to really discuss it because I have another pod set up for that. That I really I'm trying to set something up, guys, where we're going to get really deep into that uh, situation mm-hmm. with another couple and I, I so i'm trying to set that up it's going to be a really good part and you guys should definitely t- listen in for that one it's coming in it's in the works just know it's in the works um so let's let's move on because you know i want to run through these topics here uh so one of the things they say um is that successful women work hard mm-hmm. again time there's no time. They have no time for for a relationship. Men feel intimidated. They mm-hmm. they, they they start to so women corporate women tend to go for the more submissive man. Mm-hmm. But that becomes an issue because now if he's submissive to you, 
you're looking for somebody who can uh, kind of put you in your place because you're always putting people in their place as the boss. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. So now you get the submissive guy and then suddenly you're like, this is not going to work because you, you, you're just listening to what I'm saying. You're not fighting back against me or whatever. Yes. Meanwhile, the guy's like, but I don't want to fight you. I love you. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I, I totally, I totally get it. And I think that's why we get into it sometimes just because I'm like, I'm always directing someone. I'm always telling them what to do as a boss. But you don't like, but at the same time though, and mm-hmm. it's funny because they say this here, you're always telling someone as a boss mm-hmm. what to do, what you want to get yeah. done, right? Mm-hmm. And no one is what? Telling me. What you need to do. Mm-hmm. But if someone tells you at your job what you should do, what do you do? I jump down their throat. Exactly. It's really and bad. so the same thing applies in the relationship with the corp with the career woman. Yeah. That you get the, the submissive you say, Oh, I want someone to put me in a place, but you're you're so geared towards always controlling the situation, the situation. Mm-hmm. that when someone does come along and go, Yo, nah, stop. We're not doing that. You're gonna be like, Who the fuck are you talking to? Mm-hmm. And then That's where the problem That's though. when it becomes yeah. because they're saying the corporate woman does not know how to be submissive yeah she don't know how to be submissive and it's interesting that we we've done all this research and stuff um it's totally true um as we're talking about this i'm thinking of like how most traits too come from how you're brought up right yes so my mom ran things right Mm -hmm. my dad worked a lot but he also was a, a part of our lives a lot um he did overtime and all this stuff and he's and my mom said like when he did overtime, that overtime money went to the family because now you stepped away from the family, you know, to to make in more money. Really, bring in more I've money. never heard the story. Interesting. Yeah. So go ahead. So because I asked her, mm-hmm. you know, like how did they do it? Like how? Because you know, you're gonna ask how. Yeah, you got to reach to somebody who's reach, been, there, been before. there before. Yeah, you have two kids under two. You know, you have two parents. We didn't have a nanny or anything. Um, excuse me. How did you do it? And how do you disperse the the roles and the money and all that stuff? And she was giving me advice and telling me and stuff like that. So it just made me think of like, I know I can be bossy. I know that's one of my bad, tra- bad traits when it comes down to our relationship. Okay. Um, I'm working on to step back and now I've I've stepped back on a few things and it's so weird for you cuz you're like what you what you don't have nothing you don't to wanna, say you don't want to do it you yeah, don't have you a line and I and I tell you like no I have it already in my head I'm just learning to let go and it's really hard but I'm I'm working on it I'm just trying how would you say is the best way the whole point of me saying is how would you say is the best way for our kids not to grow up like this like I don't want Marley to be, yeah, I want her to be strong, but not a boss to where she can't take directions from. Well, that's going to be learned from looking at how we interact with each other. Yeah. That's where they're going to get that from. So as, as in terms of Marley, she as she gets older, she's going to look at you for examples of what a woman is supposed to be mm-hmm. in a relationship. Well, uh, sorry, guys. Your kids are looking at you from now, like yeah, from, from when they're yeah, a baby. Bryce is learning a lot of traits from us as yeah. he gets older because he's the, seen how we move, and he's like, oh, that's what we do. Yeah, and the therapist said you have up until seven for a kid. Before their, their personality is ingrained in. No, at seven, that's it. Like how they are at seven, is whatever they, they learn. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Everything will be ingrained in. Um, I, so what I'm saying, what I think is that, uh, for, I've, I've always, I've always preached, we need to, it's a compromise. Mm -hmm. So just like the career woman Mm -hmm. with the, with the sub guy who she meets, if that is to work, there has to be a compromise where it's like, Hey, you can't be corporate woman when you, when you get in the house with me, I need a housewife, uh, use you as example. Mm-hmm. I don't want corporate Whitney when you walk in the house. I need housewife Whitney. I need housewife Whitney who she looks to me as the king of the castle. Mm-hmm. Even though you might make all the money, I'm still the king of the castle when you come in. You go, hey, babe, how are you doing? How was your day? Hey, sweetheart, how are you doing? I'm going to put you down. I'm going to pamper you, take your shoes off, whatever, whatever. But at the same time, it's going to be 
uh, it's going to be returned in that you're also going to be given some pampering like, hey, baby, you okay? I'm going to get you this, whatever, whatever, whatever. And it's no, no longer being demanding. You're being submissive to my will. And at the same time, I'm, I'm going to do what I can to make you feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. So the corporateness stays outside, but it's hard. And that's why they say that it can't, because eventually it seeps in. And, and it's funny that you said this, too, because I, I thought about this when we was in Mexico. <clears throat> and um, when we went on a trip and we were enjoying ourselves and whatever, and it was time to come back. And I was like, damn, why did we enjoy ourselves so much? I was like, oh, because there's no kids. There's no getting up in the morning, have to feed them, do this, do that, do that, right? So I was like, hmm, what are we missing? Because this is when we were in a really, really bad place, right? Not bad, but like... It was rough. Uh, it was rough. Um, and I was just like, hmm, what are we missing? Date night. So then that's when I came up with the the thing of date night every week, right? And I te- took away one of my busier days, right? Because in my head, I'm just like, family is more important now than career, right? Okay. Um, But my whole point of saying this is like, how many... At least black stylists and that I know or that I can think of, most of them aren't married. They don't. They start off married, but then they don't stay married for long. It doesn't work out. No. And why do you think it doesn't work? And out? I've realized this is my opinion is because we work. We're our own boss. Where you, in order for us to make money, mm-hmm. you have to be in the salon. So you're mostly in the salon Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Saturday, faithfully, and it's from sun up to sundown, and you you don't have no time, and so. And what's one of the key ingredients for a relationship? Communication and time. Time. So communication, time, money, sex. money, sex. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so that's one of the, and I'm glad you brought that up because that leads me to the other topic. Uh, I mean, the other point mm-hmm. is that she. The career woman wants her struggle to be worth it, right? Mm-hmm. So for her, she's like, listen, I'm going to grind this hard because I know the end result is I'm going to be living good. Yeah. Because I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm at the pinnacle of wherever I'm going to be. Yeah. So she works all these crazy hours. Mm-hmm. But even when her love life is breaking down. So, you know, for her, her mentality is that she can't commit to taking a step back from the job because... Then she's going to be like, well, I did all of that just to do this now. And now I'm going to lose everything. So I double down on it saying, all right, you know what? Something got to give. I'd rather drop you and continue on with the career. Yeah. You know, and it's just like it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a disgusting cycle Mm -hmm. that keeps. And I'm not saying there's nothing wrong, ladies, with pushing for your dreams. Mm -hmm. But, you know, unfortunately, with you uh, in today's society, it comes with a a consequence of a debilitating love life. Mm-hmm. All right. And so another reason they're saying she's so consumed by her work, even on her off days, all she talks about, about is work. work. Yeah. And I see, I like how you finished my sentence there on that <laughs> one, because again, with you career woman, mm-hmm. that was something that me and you had, a, had an issue with. Remember? Yeah, it was bad. It, it was like I, and, and I, not in a good, not in a bad way. I, oh, this is this is a good this is a good topic. Um, I want to say, as you would say, you sorry the motorcycle motorcycle guy. You only see change if the partner has said that they see change in you, right? Mm-hmm. So I want to say I've changed, but as I'm about to say I've changed, I'm like, damn, I've calmed down. I'm still very like. Work, 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 work. I have calmed down on not talking about hair with you um, as much. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm happy that I'm not, like, it's forced me. I It's been very hard, guys. I'm not going to lie uh, for me to not talk about hair because I love my job, right? Mm-hmm. But um, I've learned to take on other hobbies and other things to, like, talk distract about you. and distract me. Yes. Um, and yes, it is hard. I'm right now training, retraining because I'm rebranding. I keep saying this, but it's a lot to go into rebranding. But I'm retraining my clients to be like, I'm only available on this day. And yes, I have turned down a lot of money in the last few weeks. 
Um, but it's all worth it because I'm, I've been able to spend time with you. I've been able to see my kids more. So it's all balancing out. It's just, it's, it's a hard adjustment, but all I can say, ladies, if you're going through what are you're one of these women that how I am and that we're talking about, take step back a little bit, step back for a few weeks, if you can afford it and really sit down and write on paper, like, what do you want do you want to be driven so hard with work or do you want family or can you do you want both? And if you want both, you're going to have to like step down. Well, I, and I wouldn't say step down because step down means just walk away. Yeah. No, but then, yeah. You have to find a, a work, work balance. balance. Yeah. You got to. And it, it, it's there. But I think career women might not want to take that balance because it means maybe sacrificing something on the career side yeah. to, to uh, uplift the relationship, relationship side. Right. And, so, and that's what it's all sacrifice. Sacrifices have to be made. Um, yeah. So like for us, you came up with the rule and when you said it, I, I feel like the old way would be like, nah, nah, nah. And I was like, damn, I wish you would have said this a while ago. I don't know if I told you it was a good idea, but you was like, after this season of weddings, Next season, we're going to alternate. Yes, alternate the weekends. Alternate the weekends. And I was like, yeah, that's a good idea. And it creates a balance because I, I, so how I I envision it in my mind is one week on, one week off, one week together, one weekend together. I like that. Right? And so then this way, everyone is getting their work in. Yeah. But also you're still having that weekend where it's either, I mean, you take the kids and go dump them somewhere in a playground and leave them there and come back at six. Yeah, <laughs> jokes. I'm joking. I'm joking, but you know, um, <laughs> so this way it's all it's a balance. Yeah, and each week is weekend is used for something good. Um, but I I want to come back to the last point we made because I, I wanted to say something else, and that was the whole talking about work while not at work. Yeah. So, ladies, men, because we do it too sometimes. Mm-hmm. Your spouse does not give a shit about your job. Okay, they don't. They don't. I mean, they'll sit there and listen to you and say, oh, yeah, honey, that was sweet. But in all honesty, if they're not in the career field, they do not give a flying fuck. They don't. When we started dating, Whitney used to come to me every night. Like, so she used to live, you know, and she used to come over. And, you know, for me, her coming over was like, get some booty tonight. Get some booty tonight. But for her, it was coming over. And I understood that her coming over to get some booty means that I'm going to have to listen to some hearsay. <laughs> that was just part of the deal. No, 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 that, no. That I understood no, it was, No, I didn't right? know there was a deal. That's what you made in your head. Yes. Because this man, guys, he played like, oh, I'm so interested. He was like. Because as you're trying to reel them in, because it's like catching fish, guys. You got her on the hook and she's flopping around. And you got to slowly reel her out and reel her back. And like, come on, come on. But no, anyways, the, the point of the matter was that. Yeah, your spouse doesn't care about your job. They listen to you out of love for you, but in the end, do not harp on this. Whitney used to harp on this shit 24-7. And other guys have always said that their their spouse sometimes harp on it. It's like, okay, it's cool, but I don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not in your field. I don't know what none of the shit you're saying means. <laughs> I'm a fiend interest, but after 10 minutes, I'm like, I don't want to hear this shit no more. And so if you keep doing that, and I remember you used to do it a lot, mm-hmm. it will eventually drive the person away because now they're thinking all you have time for is here. The only thing you can talk about is here. We never used to talk about anything I liked. It was always, oh, if we did, a conversation would start. Yo, so I'm into electronics. Oh, I really want a PS3. Yeah, really? Oh, my God. So one of my clients got a PS3, and her daughter's hair is a da 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 and it would just drift off into something <laughs> like, oh, my fucking God. But, yeah. Have I improved? Um. You still talk about it sometimes, but it's only when I bring it up because I'm, you know, I'm trying to uh, help you figure out your life. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, to recap here and I and, and, you know, so what we're saying is this. The career woman suffers um, at dating because one, she's too she's too successful. Men are intimidated by female success. You don't get brownie points for being successful in in a man's eyes. So are you intimidated by my success? No, because I feel like I'm. Close to or near to your success as well in terms of uh, so what career. what so what happens if I because I'm gonna be a millionaire what happens when I'm bigger than then you then I might I might get intimidated so then how do we fix it I don't know we have to cross that bridge when we get to it but we're not there yet so 
men get intimidated by female success. Mm-hmm. Um, it's where well, the opposite is that women are attracted to to a man's success. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a subtle dynamic there, right? So, what are you gonna do with what to be bigger than me? Because I'm, I'm I'm so attracted to that. Oh, listen, you already listen. You already stuck in the in the, the, no, in no. the swamp, sister. I so know, good. but what? Is, I, what I, I, you know, listen. We're we're gonna figure this out. We're gonna grow together. We are going to grow <laughs> oh, together. We like are <laughs> okay. Um, so they're attracted. Females are attracted to a man's success. Men are not so, so attracted to female success. Hence, mm-hmm. career woman suffers in her dating life. Mm-hmm. Um, as they advance up the corporate ladder and up the the success ladder. Because they are attracted to success, the quality of men decreases as there's less successful men. There's, there's a limited amount of successful men at the top. Yeah. So your dating pool gets smaller and smaller, right. and now you're scrapping at the door. Meanwhile, for the man, it's the reverse. His dating pool becomes it's larger large. and larger mm-hmm. the, 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 the richer or better he becomes. Mm-hmm. Um, men prefer women who are less than they are, meaning they tend to find women who are more intelligent or more successful than them as a threat so they shy away from them same thing yeah you're more successful than me are you more smarter than me i don't really want to talk to you because then you're gonna make me feel like i'm not a man or inferior in the relationship um but do you feel like in the beginning of most dating you don't know that person so you might be getting a not a fake fake of them but you don't really know someone and so I was the I went on a few dates with a young woman before way before I met you. Mm-hmm. And um she was very smart, college mm-hmm. educated, whatever. And I think she was working as like the accountant for like a major hospital or something like that. She it was a really good job, right? Mm-hmm. But the problem was that at that time I was still finding myself. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how I got on dates with this chick, but <laughs> just in conversation. I could tell we weren't on the same level mm-hmm. and it ties into what was just said here. She was more successful than me. Mm-hmm. Right. So her mindset, how outlook on life, she was just talking and I was just like, Oh, oh shit. Well, what? Mm-hmm. You know? And so it intimidated me and I, I wasn't really attracted to her anymore. I was just like, all right. Uh, uh you know, kind of ghosted her. Yeah. Because I felt she was out of my league and I'm like, I can't keep up with you now. In retrospect, I probably should have just, you know, see where it went because it might have worked out well because she seemed to like me for who I was. But mm-hmm. my for me, it was more like the mentality of, yo, she is just she, she's way too successful and I can't keep up with her monetary wise. And eventually I think it's going to get thrown in my face. Yeah. Defense mechanism, you back out of it. Yeah. So that goes to show, you know, men, men don't view a successful woman as attractive. So do you think a lot of like what happens in marriages, like if that. If the the woman, well, a lot of marriages fail because, because yeah, one person works too much or is too successful, yeah, and the other person might not want to play that other role of being um submissive. Submissive, they might want to still do their thing. So, or they are the you know they play the role, but they don't. There's no time mm-hmm. because either the other person is working constantly, forty eight hours a week or forty eight hours a week, eighty four hours years. a week, double. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they don't see them, so. If you're not spending time with your spouse, eventually it, it dies, it fades out. Mm-hmm. People become irritable. They don't want to talk to you. They don't want to see you. There's no lovey-dovey time. And it's just like, I see you in passing, but I don't really see you. It's like, hey, what's up? All right, later, bye. So that happens. Um, a career woman is consumed by work. And most conversations, you have to eventually end up being about work, which is, because that is her number one passion. And if someone wants to be with you, you need them to be passionate about you as you are, which, of course, leads to just pure negativity because no one really gives a shit about your career, man. Keep it moving. But let's, you know, you, it has to be a 50-50. We'll talk about you, but you also got to talk a little bit about what the other person likes so they feel interested in it. Yeah. Um, but also, too, hopefully that person can open up and want to talk to you about their things as well because it's hard if if you don't have that you know yeah very true as well you know um so like you said career woman gets someone who's submissive and she only speaks about her job he doesn't say anything because for him it's like oh this makes her happy so therefore i'm gonna just shut up let it ride again that's bad too Mm -hmm. everybody has to be able to to communicate so in the end uh 
to summarize this whole discussion, yeah. and I wish we could go much deep because I, there's a lot. I w- might need to have someone else in here, but in the end, a career woman will struggle. And unless they learn to tame that dominant nature of theirs, right, uh, that they normally get from in the office or just running their own business, uh, once you get in, you know, most guys want that more feminine version of you, not mm-hmm. the get your ass back over there and get back to work. No, he wants to come here, daddy, come into bed with me. Let, you know, let's let's watch a movie or a show or something. You know, uh, men respond more to f- femininity than a woman who seems to be in constant control. Uh, they don't like the constant control. Be be my idea of what I think a woman is, which is sounds horrible when I just said that. <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds horrible. It's very sexist. <laughs> yeah, um, Jesus. But making a guy feel like he's in charge slash king of the castle without demeaning his self worth, even if you're the one paying all the bills, will definitely help push the relationship in a good trajectory. Um, it it's like just you know. Make 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 me feel good. Mm-hmm. Make me feel like I'm a boss, even though I'm not. I'm we all know we all know who runs the, the show around here. But let, let me feel, feel like, like you know. What I mean, I, I control the castle. Um, so in the end, I, I know we were uh, a lot of these things apply to our relationship yeah. when we first met. And it's funny because when I was doing the research for this, I did not see it. Do they? Let's not say when we first met. So, the, no, a lot of the stuff applied then. Not right now, but a lot of the stuff applied then. So I I don't want to say it's still happening to that extent. But, you know, um, a lot of the stuff still applies then. Uh, but we've made progress. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we're still stuck in phase one. We're, we've made progress towards it. And as an old couple used to tell me, a relationship is always a working battle. You're always at battle working. And it, the goal is always to... Find that good equilibrium in the end. Final thoughts. So, any any thoughts on um you know what, any thoughts on this entire of what the information provided about career woman? Any agree disagree? Do you have any other pointers to to give out anything? Nope, I already said everything through the through the pod. Okay. All right then. Well, at, uh, let's see what we else we have. Um, I think we're gonna do uh your. Well, let me do my weird news for the day then. I, I know we had said we were going to do this. Mm-hmm. It's been a long while since I brought this back up. And so, weird news of the day. Up in Boston. <laughs> I thought that was in New York. <laughs> no, this was up in Boston. Weird news of the day. Um, I don't have a weird news. So here we go. You got to get a button, bro. I got to get a button for it. A 10-foot wide house. 10-foot. Now, guys, picture this. I'm 6 foot 2. You at home is probably five foot eight, whatever. So picture a five, you, five a foot girl. or five four. Five foot is I'm five five. They gotta be like. But picture you laying across your floor, right? And then there's another one of you stacked head to toe. Yeah, that's about ten foot. Ten foot. That's how wide this house is, and that's how long this house is. Mm-hmm. And it's sold in Boston for one point five two million. That's ridiculous. It's called. It's been called the skinny house or the spite house. The uh, the rumor is that the two brothers shared land, but one built one more than his share, so the other built a skinny house to block access to all the views, whatever. And that's just <laughs> been the rumor um, about the house. But hey, you can see in the pictures how, like, yeah, look, you, you have no. <laughs> literally, you're looking out. And yeah, the wall. The wall. It's really I mean, it it's kinda a dope concept. Yeah. I guess it's a good talking point to have, but it's a good air Airbnb. Yeah, but to sell for one point two five, whew, that's that, ridiculous. They're they're basically saying And it's and it's in the, it's in the two bedroom, one bath. Yeah. That's ridiculous. It, just show you how crazy this real estate shit is, man. Mm-hmm. Uh shout out to all the real estate people out there. Shout out to all my boy D down in Florida with his wife. I know you guys are having a blast with this real and, estate boom. Cause and uh, Marley's uh, bar- Barley, Godmama, real estate. Shout out to her. Oh, sh- oh, shout out to Brittany out there in California as well, doing Barley. Um, you know, doing her real estate thing. No, she's, her name is Barley. That's what I said, shout out to you Barley. Said, you said doing her Barley. <laughs> doing her Barley, all right. Shout out to... To Brit, man. Um, like I said, you guys, I know you guys are having a killing. I want to get into that game. Maybe when I get some free time, kids get a little older, I could jump in it. I know there's going to be another boom coming. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, you, any tips and tricks from you this week? Which? Yeah. Um, the tip of the day, what we were, t- it was something. Oh, God. What did I? Sorry. Well, 
Uh, I think you were discussing maybe um, whether right. or not you should get a baby harness. Right, 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 right. So yes, that I you know I have all my my stuff, stuff written down. I know, I know. So the baby harness, yes. Um, and my mom was funny about this. So she was like, uh, I remember you were all into, oh, I want to get a baby harness. I want to carry yes. Bryce around me. Yes. Blah, 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 blah. It's funny because I was. Um, my mom was like, black babies don't be, be being carried. No one cares they black baby because black babies are big. We're just too big. It's and heavy. heavy. It's going to be too much. And I started thinking about it. I was like, yeah, my mom's right. I never see a black woman carrying, a black man carrying their baby around. In a harness. In a harness. Yeah, that, and that's true. <laughs> if, if, if anything is n- nothing racist, it's mostly African women carrying it on the back and stuff. Yeah. But you barely ever see black or, women. Or the white guys in the city um, but they, yeah, they but, have their babies strapped on them. But what I'm not saying, black not, kids, not black, black kids, kids yeah. right? So... Um, my cousin uh, helped me put to, she put together a list. Shout out to cousin cousin Lau, um, on everything that she put together for when uh, Bryce was coming to the world, and she had a harness on there. And I remember it's the I don't know how to pronounce the name. I think it's the Echo, the e- e- Eco, Eco, I Eco, believe it was Eco harness. Yeah, Eco harness. And on there, it I looked it up and I was like, a hundred and seventy five dollars, please. I'm not buying this. Ridiculous. So. Um, I ended up waiting about a few months um, before we got the harness and that harness was actually amazing compared to the the cheap one. The cheaper version. Baby, up at the top. Right there. That way. Right there. Go down. One more. No, no. This one? Go down. Go down. Go down. Go down. Go down. Right there. Right there. The great one. Yeah. So it's... Uh, okay, let me just pronounce this. Yes. Ergo Baby Omni 360. 360 All Position Baby Carrier. That shit, guys, is amazing. Yes. Um. So we put Bryce in a, in it at when he was a little bit older. You can carry carry this baby, your baby, in it as a newborn. Um. You do see a huge difference from a twenty dollar, a thirty dollar, forty dollar yes. one compared to yes. this hundred and sixty dollar one. Spend the money. Spend the money. Um, you, it takes the pressure off your back. I'm able to do a lot of things. So because I waited so long to carry Bryce in it, by the time he was like five, six months, he was over it. He didn't want to be strapped down because he, my both he, he kids run home. It, yeah. He wasn't used to it. He liked to be out in his sh- stroller. Marley, on the other hand, we strap her in that twenty four seven. And both kids, they fall asleep. But Marley lives in it way more than Bryce because we have a toddler on our hands that's running around. But um, yes, definitely invest in a baby harness. Um, it's totally, totally, totally worth it. Um, and we love the Omni three sixty. Yes, um, it has all pos- positions. There's three, four different positions that you can carry the baby in. Like the first position is a uh, face front, which is the newborn position. Um, the second position at five months, you can carry um, facing, facing out, out yeah. which they love because they want to see the world. And then at six months, you can put them on the hip. And then, I didn't even know you could do that. Yeah. I wasn't even aware you could do well, that. Well, that's and, and the, the also amazing thing about this harness. And then we're done is. You don't need help putting it on. So they built it so you can grab the straps yourself and put the baby on you yourself. And eventually, because Marley and every parent in New York has this harness, right? Especially in the city. Mm -hmm. You'll notice everyone has it. Um, When the baby gets old enough to last week, her client, my client at a wedding, Mm -hmm. her two-year-old is still getting on her like she 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 gets tired of walking or two and a half she's like 45 pounds she gets tired of walking and she's like backpack mommy and she jumps on her yeah. back and she still but puts that's it on. that's the uh so i'm gonna give it to you from a daddy's perspective because i carry uh marley around and i didn't care like she said i didn't carry bryce around because we both weren't run hot and he doesn't like to be hot and so i used to start sweating he would start sweating and it would be a sweaty mess <laughs> um with marley like my wife says it's very easy to put on guys we can do it ourselves I, when she's off to the weddings and I'm taking both kids out to go to the park, I strap Marley in solo, get her in nice and comfortable. She faces out now. I have her facing out. She's six months. Like I said, I wasn't even aware I could do the hip carry. 
or put her on my back. I don't even know how much. I'm not even going to attempt to do that by myself. <laughs> that, that's a whole nother level. But it's very easy. It's comfortable. And it comes with a lumbar support, basically a back support. So you're not straining yourself uh, walking. So it keeps you like upright. And mm-hmm. that upright, you standing up upright keeps the baby's head from actually, uh, from her neck, from slouching into the front of it. So it's, I love this thing. It, it makes it easy because now I'm carrying her. Bryce is on his tricycle. I'm pushing him around. And I could, and if he tries to run off and he is a runner, He's a runner. I'm able to actually kind of chase him down and not worry about Marley uh, bouncing around too much because she's snug on me. So love this thing. Um, it's on Amazon for about 160 but don't let the price fool. Yeah, listen, just put it on the baby registry. Yeah, put it on the registry. Or, the registry. too, if you got a, a coupon for a bet, uh, bye-bye baby, they do oh, take yeah, they it do on there. Like, yeah. So you can uh, but definitely use your 20%. Get this. But definitely um, get it. It's definitely good. And what I'll do, I'll even post this up on the, uh, on the on our Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, Podcasting with Bay, all one word. And definitely you could take a look at it. And I'll try to have the link um, in the description so maybe you can get that as well. All right? Yeah. Awesome. All right. So, guys, um, thanks so much for being wait, here. Wait, wait, we didn't do the round of applause for the tip oh, of the Oh, sorry. Week. My bad. Yeah, I'm, uh, it's so Get hard it for me. Get together over there. I know. DJ Marcel. One, hit. two. All right. So, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Podcasting with Bay. It's definitely been a pleasure. Uh, you can find us, as, as I said, on Instagram, Podcasting with Bay, all one word. Facebook as well. We're finally up on Facebook. Um, you can see all our posts on there also. Uh, check us out every Wednesday. New pod drops at 10 a.m. You know, it's like clockwork. Set your alarm. We will never fail you. Okay. Uh, you can also find me on the gram if you want to reach out to me personally. And Marcel underscore 876. Uh, babe, where can they find you and your lovely hairstyles? They can find me at Whitney Green NY. As we're almost done with the rebrand. I know mm-hmm. I keep saying it. And then um, they can find me on my personal page. That's Ms. Wit 86. Oh, I'm thinking about giving Marley P a page. But also go ahead and follow Big Boy Bryce. Big Boy Bryce. All on the one gram. word. All right. And so, guys, once again, thanks so much for tuning in. This has been another episode of Podcasting with Bay. Peace. Peace.